time now to get into our weekly Women in Business segment. Tonight we speak to Taryn Gill, the founder of The Perfect Hair. Welcome to Money Talk, Taryn. Thank you so much for having me. First, take us through your career journey. Where did it all start for you? You know, I started in magazines fresh out of university and went into writing for magazines um, and just built up from there. I spent 19 years in the media industry, mm. magazines, newspapers, um, websites, and spent a lot of time on the marketing side as well, publishing, which really does teach you an inherent business skill. Um, and when I finally decided to leave, prompted mainly by the fact that I had small kids and you know the long hours of corporate life make it very hard to raise a family, and I was traveling a hell of a lot. So yeah. I wanted to do something fresh and new, something that kind of used my media and publishing skills, communication skills. And I found myself, quite ironically, in a hair manufacturing business. How did that happen? <laughs> Complete and utter mysticism and fluk and <laughs> I don't know, it was destiny. Yeah. I think um, I, I had begun focusing on female-centric content, female research into the state of the black female consumers in South Africa. And with all of my work being so female-centric, I got involved with uh, launching a salon who went out of business and had all this product sitting there. Mm. And I realized that there was a huge... Uh, gap in the market for black hair needs, real black hair needs, not um, not false, kind of cheap, uh, down market, purely purely designed or, or poorly designed products. Mm-hmm. So I got my hands on some products from the States. I started a website just to see if they'd sell. Lo and behold, they sold like hotcakes. And I thought, wow. well, why don't I try making this myself rather than importing it? Why not? Why can't I be a proudly South African quality black brand? Mm-hmm. And that's how we started. How has it been so far? It's been a hell of a journey. Uh, we are in, as of April this year, we'll mark the beginning of year three first. And it has been a roller coaster ride. I mean, I think everything I've done so far in my career has led me here because I'm, I'm, I just feel like I've come home when I when I stick into this business. It just, it appeals to me on so many levels that it's the kind of work that you kind of enjoy waking up and going into. It's very female-centric. It's very much about understanding the needs of the black female consumer in Africa. Um, it's, you get to be creative in terms of formulating and branding and marketing your product. But at the same time, you are running a, a, a small business that's tight on cash flows and has mm. all the hardships that you can imagine a small business would have. So on, on, on all aspects that, that stimulate me. So although it's been a tough journey, it's, it's a journey I, I'm truly enjoying. I'm glad that you raised that tough journey. What challenges have you faced in this? Oh, some just feel insurmountable. <laughs> Yeah. And I suppose any small business owner in the first couple of years will, will feel that. It's, uh, it really is a, a complex process in the sense that you are constantly um, kind of cash-trapped. The business tends to make enough just to fuel itself. Um, and we are just about at the break-even point, we'd say, by mid this year. 
which means that we're kind of breaking even in year three. And it's been tough in the sense that we have to we have to slowly keep trickling money into the business so that we can constantly be on the cutting edge of technology, using only the best ingredients that are locally sourced in Africa. Um, you know, that means you, you, you kind of, you're not scrimping on, on the quality, which means it gets very expensive to formulate. Um, and essentially what it comes down to is you're, you're in a new pool and you're learning how to swim, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's not my media world where I felt so comfortable the challenges. This is a completely new ball game. So you move very slowly to minimize errors and it gets very costly. But the beauty is you, you know, being in a new pool, learning how to swim, and you are swimming amongst really big sharks, you know, the big brands out there that dominate the landscape, the L'Oreal and the Procter and Gamble, they don't play. Their marketing budgets are bigger. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> No, and they, they yeah. are seeing the value in the in, in the natural hair, you know, global movement. So mm. so they all come out with their own mimicked formulas of products for natural hair. So you 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 kind of you're facing this fierce competition on all fronts. On the personal side of things, you also mentioned uh, your former career journey and being a mother to young children. How does that make you feel right now at a point where you are reaching, where you are breaking even? And that's a huge achievement for a small business, a victory on its own. How do you balance the work life as well as the mommy life? That's, a, that's also quite a tough one. Um, the, I, I think we've we've tried to keep our geographical space is as close as possible. So we live very close to our children's schools. The children's schools are next to each other. I built an office space and a studio on my premises so that when the kids are home, they can see me. I have chosen a retail outlet that is two minutes away from my home on my way to my kids' schools. Um, and you bring in support when you need it here. You can't do it all. The whole, the whole adage of women can do it all yeah, and then you then you burn out, and then nobody nobody benefits. So yeah. you know you pull in tutors when you need it, and and the odd lift club and what life was like before Uber, I can't remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you you know I, I I think there's a there's a certain wiseness and sincerity in being able to acknowledge that you cannot do it all. You open the support, and you make you make things geographically as comprehensive and tight as possible so that you're not spending your day in a car. Mm. How then would you advise a young woman looking to get into their own business and balance that dynamic of being a mother or a young woman, a sister, competition on a bigger scale? How would you advise someone looking to start their own? You know, the the one thing I say is, uh, and, and and it's quite cheesy, but just get started. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to have a few things uh, at play before you get started. You've got to have something that you're incredibly passionate about and that you're willing to risk, um, what's the word, not failing, but that you're willing to risk or bet a certain amount of your capacity, a certain amount of your time or money to it, you know, because that's what it takes. It takes a sincere belief that this is, something I'm passionate about and it's something I'm willing to risk time and money on. You know, if you've got those feelings, if you've got that gut instinct saying, 
I can do this. Mm. Then just get started. No matter how small, I mean, I started with a very small website, non-existent marketing budget, and and a a range of products that must have been about 50 units sitting on my shelf in my studio. And before I knew it, I had a business, I had sold out, and I had this kind of like people talking about this venture, you know. So if you're passionate about it, just get started, no matter how small. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much and thank you for having me again. That was Taryn Hill, the founder of The Perfect Hair in our weekly Women in Business segment.